What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. This is Bob Tannum in the Garden on Talk Radio 560. Good morning. This is Bob Tannum in the Garden. We had a little glitch going on there. It's kind of becoming a little bit more normal, but we're all good. So I just wanted to let you know that this morning I do not have a guest, and I would love to have calls. Uh, you know, a few at a time and start early. This would be a great idea. So we have 415-808-5600 is the call-in numbers. That was 415-808-5600. Write that down so you can repeat call just in case you hit a busy line, all right? Um, in the meantime, I can I can throw some stuff out there, which would be kind of fun. I I would love it if um, I'd gotten a, an email this week and uh, one uh, one email was from a member of a of a um, garden society and gosh I think it was a Orinda uh, Orinda 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 you know Orinda um, and they were t- saying that they visited a great garden up there in Sebastopol I believe and it was Hidden Valley Nursery or Hidden Garden Nursery hidden nursery. Uh, It's hidden, but it used to be um, a very up-and-coming type of propagating nursery that uh, has been around for a very, very long time, and now it's under new ownership. And uh, they would love to have uh, some support. So if you're um, looking for something to do, uh, it'd be great to go up there and visit. This time of year is fantastic, of course, because the azaleas and uh, rhododendrons and camellia collections up there are incredible. So now how do I get you a hold of them? Uh, That would be a little difficult because I can't remember their website. But I believe it is Hidden Garden Nursery. Uh, Try Hidden Garden or Hidden Valley. Anyway, that would be one thing. Um, But at the same time, I was also hoping to invite people uh, who are involved in their garden societies and things, and when they have special guests that might be coming up and they want to increase their membership um, or get the word out that they've got a meeting coming up, they, I, I can always move aside the guest and for a second or so if I've got one on. And you can call up and just uh, let us know about the event. So since I'm not doing the um, PSAs at the beginning of the show all the time, uh, you know, then that's what's going on. So I think that would be a, a, a good thing. Uh, so that we all know what's going on and we can all keep abreast of that. I think that would be great. So the color, the color, the, the numbers, the phone numbers, yes, that number, 415-808-5600 to call in. And until I get interrupted by David, who will tell me when there's a caller, I will keep going on and on and on until it breaks. Anyway, um, there is a home and garden show coming up at the Hall of Flowers up in Santa Rosa. That's the County Fairgrounds up in Santa Rosa. That's next weekend. So if you've got an itching to get some place that has beautiful things to show off, um, home and garden, remodeling and all that stuff, and and landscaping and all that cool stuff. That's coming up next weekend, March 18th and 19th, at the Hall of Flowers in Santa Rosa. 
um, and that is uh, at the county fair. I did that twice. Okay, good. All right, then we've got the Sunset Plant Collection. That's going to be a live streaming event that's already going on. Started on the 11th. I don't even know what day it is. Oh, today's the 12th. Started yesterday. And, um, yeah, spring forward. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, Let's see. They are having a live streaming event starting yesterday through the 19th. And they've got different guests at different times. So, for instance, there's a water-wise gardening. And I think water-wise is probably a good thing right now because you need to be wise about too much and not enough water. Um, and natives are just going crazy, going, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> the native plants are just enjoying this water in most cases. Um, and so, anyway, water-wise gardening, that's going to go on March 19th this week at 1 p.m. on this live streaming event. And then um, March 16th on Thursday this week at 11 a.m. designing Potager Garden. Don't ask me what that is. But that's, uh, Linda Vader is giving that talk. And then Favorite Flowering Shrubs is at 1 p.m. March 16th. So that's all coming up this week. Um, go to sunsetplantcollection.com. That was Sunset Plant Collection, all strung together there, .com. And for more information on their great grow-along. Good morning, okay. Andy. David here back in the studio. Hi, David. <laughs> Say, we've got Cheryl here uh, would like to tell you about an event for the Marine Rose Society. Oh, perfect. Cool. All right. Good morning, Cheryl. Good morning, Edie. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. Um, yes, this is, uh, I'm with the Marine Rose Society in mm-hmm. Marin County, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, on uh, Tuesday, that's March 14th at 630 we will be having a meeting at the Mill Valley uh, Community Center, which is located at 180 Camino Alto in Mill Valley. And uh, our guest will be Kevin Sandler, mm-hmm. and he's the owner of Green Jeans Garden Supply oh, in Mill in. Valley. Cool. And he's going to, yeah, and he's going <laughs> to, you know him? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you did. He, do. he has the uh, uh, nursery across the uh, the freeway there, uh, right on the same side as McDonald's there in uh, mm-hmm. Mill Valley yeah. on the strawberry side. On 101. Yeah, he's gonna it's got the big bug right on top, of, right? Yeah? I think so. I think so. It's just right up the street from McDonald's. Yeah. Anyway, he's going to be talking about organic gardening and companion plants for roses. Oh, wonderful. So right. if anybody, if people could come, it's the Mill Valley Community Center. It is upstairs in the Mountain View room, okay. and there is an elevator for people's convenience if they can't walk up the stairway. Mm-hmm. Oh, wonderful. Well, so that is you... very informative. That's that's going to be fun. Okay, and we hope the weather permits. I know we're getting some downpours, but um, yeah. I hope everybody, hope people can show up. It'll be quite informative. Oh, yeah, that sounds great. Thank you so much for calling in and letting us know, because that okay. that's the kind of thing that we don't get on a weekly basis. So anything like that, just keep calling. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. Uh, so we'll continue, um, and, and you know, and David will be coming on and letting me know when someone calls in. So those numbers are four one five eight zero eight five six zero zero. Anything you want to blurb about, um, that's what we're here for. 
uh, all about gardening, of course, because, you know, we are all stuck in the rain, even if we did spring forward, hello, spring. <laughs> but if you noticed how gorgeous even those survivable plants are right now, for instance, I was driving into the neighborhood here, um, the move-in is taking a lot longer than I thought. Anyway, uh, the uh, camellias that are uh, just sitting out there, and the magnolias, have you noticed? Um, go up close and take a look at the surviving flowers that are just sitting there going, time to bloom, I don't care about the rain, we're just going for it, and they just keep blooming. So it's just gorgeous. And I know a lot of people are having their orchids opening up. You know, they may or may not have them in a secure area under an overhang. Uh, to protect them from the hail. Uh, but if they were out there and they didn't have the, you know, they did have the hail, you may notice a couple of pock marks. But they'll still open, usually. Maybe a little bruise here and there on the flower, but not very bad. Uh, mine are, um, the ones I repotted that, you know, the big uh, Beverly Ansys, they are still going very strong. We took those three giants uh, that my dad had um, survived and you know, that he had uh, had grown into the really beautiful, gorgeous. I mean, they they put out like 10 stalks uh, last year. I mean, they were just incredibly gorgeous. And then, so Miguel, my son, and I took them apart and made about 12 babies. And I would say ooh, about 70% are blooming. Um, there's just one of those 12 that's not so happy, but... Probably, I know what I did wrong. <laughs> I took all the dead bulbs and put them in one pot. Well, you don't do that. You take the dead bulbs, you put them in the light bulbs, and then you crowd the pot and make it happy. And that's that's how the other ones are doing so fine. So those are those are things that I'm doing. And, of course, the um, starts that my father and I and my son made with the uh, cactus. There's great-grandma's cactus that we're doing really well with. And um, I remember... Uh, the one of my cousins who has one of those starts uh, was talking about how it was blooming last year, and he was very proud of that. And of course, ours, the big the big mother pot, uh, keeps blooming every year. And we took some starts for that, and uh, they're taking off. There, we had probably about ten. It's really hard to do cactus. Um, we had about ten starts, and maybe about uh, four or five of those are are doing well, doing really well. And then the, um, I don't know if you've seen a picture on the website of my dad's Christmas cactus that blooms every year, and uh, we took starts of those, and I had a a, a real huge overgrown four-inch pot from those cuttings uh, that I gave my son, and I said, now you've got this, and you have to take care of it. (laughs) That's awesome. We do have another call, speaking of uh, of potted plants. Mark in Mountain View has a question for you. Okay, let's go to Mark. Hi, Hi, good morning, Mark. How are you? Yes, I'm fine. Good morning, Edith. Yeah, I have a question. I noticed that those black nursery containers, especially like the one-gallon or even the five-gallon, they tend to get very hot when the sun is shining at, at the side of the pots. So I was wondering, would that would that be harmful to the plants, the roots? It depends on the plant that you're growing in it. Let's put it this way. It does not do anything to deter a tomato. Um, but it could deter something that's more shade or well more 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 root sensitive. Um, but even bougainvillea, I, you know, I'm trying to think of something sensitive that would be okay. Lettuce, all right, maybe lettuce may not be too happy in those containers if they're in direct sun. 
but they're they don't like full uh, you know full hot sun anyway that time of year they bolt from seedlings practically um but generally speaking i would say you know like in a nursery you see them all crowded together and that's kind of how, what they're made for um and in such they don't get too long of a direct sun before they're shadowed by another pot you know as the sun moves around um so generally speaking i would say that it depends on the plant it can benefit some plants, but it would not be good for other plants that have sensitive roots. So I think I would double, yes. you know, kind of check that. Do you have an uh, yes. in mind? Uh, I you should grow vegetables in them. But I just noticed in general the the plants they seem to be kind of stunted after a while. So I was wondering whether because the roots were harmed by the the, the, the heat actually. That's why I was wondering. Yeah, I would say mostly it's not the heat. It could just be the uh, soil itself giving out. Uh, it needs to be supplemented with some sort of organic fertilizer throughout the season, like, you know, every one or two months uh, after you plant, you should be feeding. Um, and if you're not, that might be what's going on. Or it could be the seasonal situation and the hot pot. So, yeah, I mean, if it depends on the type of, of fruit you're growing, you know, vegetable that you're growing in it. As I say, tomatoes love love hot. Strawberries don't um, necessarily like a hot pot. All right. And, oh, uh, we have time for another question. I know <laughs> that a lot of times people advocate using banana peels as fertilizer. Mm-hmm. What about the banana pulp of fruit itself? Sometimes you open a banana, there's portions that are slightly rotten. Mm-hmm. Can you use that? Is the pulp nutritious as well? Or? It will still decompose like any fruit that goes bad. You toss it in the in the compost. Um, so I don't think that that's against the rules. Um, it just may be smellier faster and then and then decompose. I think that's perfectly fine. But would they have the similar nutrients as the peels? Or? Uh, not as much. Not oh, as really? much. You know how the vitamins are always usually in the in the skin of the vegetable. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so when you banana, peel carrots, you're not getting banana. everything you could. I'm sorry, what? I'm talking about banana peel, banana pulp in general, bananas. Yeah, I would say that the banana peel has more nutrients. The banana pulp has some. Oh, you know. really? Okay, I, I didn't know. Okay, all right, thank you, Eden. You too. Thank you, Mark. All right, we're going to take our morning break, and then I hope you all call in at 808 That's 415, and we will listen to our sponsors now. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real. Because just business is better business. Visit JustCapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. You're listening to Bob Tannum in the Garden on Talk Radio 560 KSFO. Yeah, this is E.D. Tannum for Bob Tannum in the Garden. That's what we do these days. We keep that name because I love my daddies. 
Uh, yeah, I miss him a lot. And uh, we're welcome back to everything going on. We are doing a call-in show this morning, so call on in. It's uh, 415-808-5600. And at the top of the, to- uh, top of the hour, I invited people to call in about uh, events that their garden groups would be having. And I've got Paula from San Martin. Good morning, Paula. Hi, Edie. Good morning. Yeah. Um, I sure miss your dad, too, and I think he is has a hand in all the rain that we're getting. I think so, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Santa Clara um, Master Gardeners, the South County group, on uh, Tuesday, the 14th, March 14th, from 7 to 8.30, at the Morgan Hill Library, we're going to have a talk um, called Flowering Plants, that attract pollinators to your garden. Oh, great. Perfect. And so we're going to talk about uh, native plants, including wildflowers, annuals, perennials, and flowering shrubs, and uh, the, the plants that can provide pollen and nectar for healthy bees, butterflies, and hummingbirds. Oh, perfect. So that's going to be on Tuesday night, this week at 7 to 8.30, and that's an in-person at the Morgan Hill Library? That's right. Great. That's right. And then also on Saturday, March the 18th, from uh, 10.30 to 11.30 at the Gilroy Library, we're going to have a talk on drought-tolerant shrubs and small trees that are beneficial to nature. Ah, Sounds like a, 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 a go-along kind of theme there. <laughs> it is. So at the, the one on Saturday, we're also going to be talking about um, the water district requirements so you could get a landscape rebate when you plant drought-resistant uh, shrubs and plants. Oh, great. Yeah, a lot of natives, even though they're happy with the rain, they're, they're, they will survive the drought because of all that. <laughs> they sure <And> will. <laughs> Great. Thank you very much, Paula, for calling in. And uh, keep us apprised of things coming up, okay? Sounds good. So we're back uh, to calls at 415-808-5600, more calls rather. And uh, so if you do have an event or if you just want to come in and talk about what's going on in the garden um, and that type of thing. So that's going on. And coming up uh, is also the Bringing Back the Natives Garden Tour. So you can see some of these incredibly uh, gorgeous, gorgeous uh, native gardens that are on this tour, and that's coming up April 1st or April 2nd, depending on the region that you're in. Um, Santa Clara Valley is on that tour, Peninsula, the San Francisco Bay area, or San Francisco Bay, you know, that, well, anyway, you know that area. <laughs> well, that's what we're broadcasting to, in general, generally speaking. Um, and they will be going to these different places, and you'll be able to see these incredible gardens. So if you want to register or if you want to find out more information, go to gngt.org. Um, that's bringing back the well, – I, I can't remember all the letters. Anyway, G like go, N like nature, nature G like go, T like tom.org, gngt.org. Okay, cool. All right, so that is the Bringing Back the Natives Garden Tour. They have it every year. Of course, I haven't had it for a while, but this is going to be – a big push this year for back to in-person. Um, let's see here. Oh, 
And then um, if you live in Citrus Heights or if you're nearby or if you don't mind going to Citrus Heights, um, we've got there's a there's a bonsai instructor out there that's got a small nursery that's by appointment only. And his name is Ron Anderson and his company is Ron Anderson Bonsai. Um pretty sure that's how most things are, are listed for him. He does a lot of, of uh, Facebook uh, sharing of classes that he teaches on bonsai. So if you do have an interest and you're out in that area and you want to learn more, you can schedule for a class or you can schedule for a shopping experience and you can go to, let's uh, see, it's, it's bonsai with an extra N. So uh, you can email him for an appointment. Uh, B, like boy, O N. N S A I at Comcast dot net. So hope you hope you got that. B O N N S A I at Comcast dot net. So that sounds like an awful lot of fun. Um, you could you should see the pictures that he does share, and it's it's great to see these these uh, novices and experienced people um, repotting bonsai and making them all perfectly happy. Uh, so I, I I love bonsai. I love miniatures. I love bonsai. I love train, uh, miniature train gardens. I think those are just fantastic. I know they're hard to maintain in the rain, but hopefully come come later in the spring we'll have uh, uh, some interest in that as well. Right, we've got another call for you. Okay. Here's Joanne in Los Altos. All right, Joanne, good morning. How are you this morning? Good morning, morning Edie. Um, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Anyway, the reason I'm calling is um, my roses. The The leaves are especially, they look burned. They've got these brown spots. I mean, it's I, usually I get this anyway just after wintertime, but it's especially bad this year. So I've been pulling them off. Mm-hmm. But should I be spraying them with, like, maybe Captain Jacks or something like that to keep it from coming back? Because they're really uh, ugly. Just No, it would be a fungicide. So that that is a fungus that has um, just exploded in the rain pulling off the leaves is the be- is definitely the best thing to do and anytime and throw them away make sure anything is cleaned up from underneath the rose as well because that's mm-hmm. where it just splashes back on it so, you know just re- redoes it and the rain is just splashing all over the place so, okay, so the rain is really what's doing yeah this yeah funguses okay. thrive in the rain go you know go visit a mushroom forest and you'll know what i mean funguses okay. thrive so that would be the first thing. And Actinovate is the name brand. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you can get a hold of it. If you can't, I don't even understand. I don't know the the thing for that any more than I understand the thing for VF11. It's like, why is it so hard yeah, to get? Yeah, I know. I'm gonna, I, I, have a, I have pretty good luck, even though I'll have to go out and see. But yeah. um, in Portola Valley, there's the Ladera Gardens store, and they have a lot of things there that you sometimes can't get other places. So I'm kind of pitching them a little bit for. Oh, cool. I think I'll go out there today and see what they did have at the the VF11 for a while. I don't know if that's been there recently again. So oh, that'd be great. Anyway, yeah, they'll be okay, with I'll people. give that a whirl then. Yeah, they'll be flooded with customers if they can <laughs> carry that on a regular basis. Um, yeah, so Act Innovate, if you can't get a hold of that, then you might do uh, copper, but you'd have to take off all the leaves anyway in oh, order yeah. to do a copper. Well, I've spray. had to do that anyway. So Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Yep. Great. Thank you so much for all you Sure. All right, Joanne. Thank you very much for calling. And our next caller is Sandy in Sunnyvale. Sandy. Good morning, Sandy. Um, Good morning. Hi. Um, I was wondering, when is the appropriate time to transplant, um, I can't think of the name of the flower, but it's Naked Ladies. 
Oh, the Belladonnas? Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's not the typical name, but it's <laughs> it's an amaryllis anyway. Um, they are summer blooming. Okay, so this time of year they're just beginning to, usually their their greenery is dying back. And then, so if you do oh. want to lift the bulbs, um, you can do them now. And I've trans- got all kinds of greenery. Yeah, you want to wait for them to die down. Uh-huh. And then you can transplant them. Uh, after they bloom through the time they start to green up is another time to transplant. So you've got kind of two chances. The better chance is after bloom. After bloom. Right. Okay. All right. And, and one more question. Um, um, Eleanor's. Yes. Product. What's the expiration date on something like that? There really isn't one. It has a tendency to crust up the bottom. Uh, but if you shake it enough and let that settle and then put that in a sprayer, you should still have a viable fertilizer. Wow. I got a whole gallon. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Thank you. Collect I will the use special it. plants you get to have, and there you go. <laughs> Thank you so much. Absolutely. No problem, Sandy. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, so um, it's time for commercials again, right, David? And then we'll be back for more calls at 808-5600-415 area code. Uh, We'll take a little breather, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Bob Tannum in the Garden on Talk Radio 560 KSFO. Oh, my gosh. Okay, good morning, everybody. This is Bob Tannum in the Garden with Edie Tannum, and we are doing an all-call, all-you-guys I'll call all morning. So, eight zero eight five six zero zero. We have one hour. It's not all morning, but you know what I mean. Uh, spring forward. Good morning. It is uh, halfway through the show. Nine thirty. I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We go nine to ten. Oh my goodness! I just had a little uh, you know, forgetfulness there a second ago. Um, yeah. So. Things that I'm growing. Do we want to know? Oh, I don't know. I got some baker seed um, after I had him on the radio, the the, uh, the main founder. And uh, I got some baker seed, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to just put these in because it's going to be, you know, spring soon. Well, that was, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking because that was about two months ago. And I went, well, you know, <laughs> time marches on. But I did start some carrot seeds, and they are slowly coming up. I've just, you know, they've just gotten rainwater, so they're they're doing what they do. And then I also put some lettuce seed out in one of the front planters here at my dad's place. And, you know, it it is it is a time warp. It's it's a difficult thing to say to not say this is my dad's place. So, um, but I love it here. I just, uh, you know, I have not moved in. That's all. So um, anyway, we got yeah. Jacob from Martinez. Oh, good. We don't have to go into the personal stories. Okay, <laughs> Jacob, good morning. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing? Hey, I'm good. Uh, uh, when's the best time to start growing garlic? And, like, maybe how do you... Well, it has been now, um, but, of course, since the soil has been so wet, uh, you know, it is something that I might, I might say hold off. Uh, we've kind of lost some of that seasonal... Um, season for a lot of the ground, you know, like the onions and the potatoes and the garlic, only because some soils just are so saturated that they have not allowed that regular drying out period. Right. You know, the, the perfect once a week rain rain uh, period is not this year. <laughs> uh, you, 
Probably if it's, you know, if they, if they, if after this set of rainstorms, they are talking about some clear weather, then go ahead and mm-hmm. pop them into the wet soil now, um, or, you know, after, after Tuesday, uh, pop them into the soil and, um, and then make sure that that soil does drain well and, you know, make sure it's got a good, good organic base to it. And then you should probably, probably eke out a few before it gets too hot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Same with the onion sets. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Garlic. Garlic. Like Yeah, garlic. (laughs) Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks for calling, Jacob. Uh, That leaves us uh, open with 808-5600. Perfectly timed calls this morning, by the way. Thank you for for, uh, spacing them out so that we can get you all on the air. Um, so if you would like to call, that this is the time to call, 808-5600, and then we'll get to your call and put you on the radio and get some questions answered that you've got going on in your mind. Um, as I was saying, you know, if you've got good draining soil, you can do a lot of gardening, even through the wettest time of the year. A lot of plants don't seem to complain too much unless that soil is, well, a lake or soggy or that type of thing. Um, oh, I, I don't know why, but I was going to mention that, um, that, uh, the, you know, the Boy Scout camp, the Boy Scout winter camp has been a little difficult to do this year. Um, you know, the cancellations because of too much snow up at the Marin Sierra, you know, up in the Nevada city area. And then, um, they, they moved this particular event to the Tamarancho because, you know, they could have mudslides instead of snow sliding racing, uh, which is what they do for what they call the Klondike. Well, that didn't happen this weekend because the road was washed out. So if you can imagine, I, you know, all of these things that happen because of the storms, you know, if we're just going to sit there and, and help nature along, which is what they were doing yesterday as a group, digging along some culverts to make sure that they divert the water flows. Um, and then, you know, later on they'll rebuild things and then there'll be a, uh, hopefully summer camp this year. Um, but, yeah, so it's very interesting. All of these things that are happening, I hope everybody else is safe out there. I hope the trees are standing and, uh, you know, and not getting too waterlogged because that is a danger. You know, that's that's truly what we were talking about in January with the storms then, um, just making sure that everything is, uh, you know, recovering, so to speak. Um, so we have calls coming in. Let's see, 415-808-5600. Nice to hear that um, Kevin is doing talks in Mill Valley. Uh, he's the owner of Green Jeans Gardens out there right off the highway in 101 in Mill Valley. And uh, he's doing that Marin Rose Society talk coming up Tuesday at 630. So that was coming up. And then um, we've got the Bringing Back the Natives starting April 1st and April 2nd. So you want to go to their website and register at gngt.org. Uh, that has a big banner in the front. And then the sunsetplantcollection.com. Um, they are talking about all sorts of, of ways of getting a hold of these new varieties of um, flowering shrubs, etc., and then they've already got a live streaming event that started yesterday that's running through the 19th. Um, so you want to get on their website and find out all about these talks that are coming up, sunsetplantcollection.com. And they'll be going on all week long until the 19th. And the live streaming events are uh, free. 
if you miss them or if you want more, there's over 60 classes, and uh, you can buy the whole thing, the, the whole access for $29.95. That's an on-demand um, thing that you can buy into. So that's at that website, sunsetplantcollection.com. And we, we've got Jack in Los Gatos for you. All righty. Hi, good morning, Jack. How are you today? Good morning, Edie. Thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah. yeah, in my neighborhood, uh, most everybody let their lawn die during the last 10 years of the drought or eight years, however long it's been. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have even capped their front yards with concrete and brick. It looks, it looks nice, but I, what I want to do is I want to replant my lawn. I want to put new sod in. Do you think this, that's a good idea? I think I'm being premature that I should wait and see if we get back-to-back normal rainfall years. What do you think? It depends on the sod you choose. You know, uh, I would definitely highly recommend a drought-tolerant variety. I know Delta Bluegrass is one of those companies that still, you know, still promotes the live lawn. (laughs) There's so many of them that are not doing the live lawns anymore. Um, That was a very long drought. And I know we're going to have more droughts coming up, so... Say, for instance, you want to put your lawn in this year and next year you can water it because we have the excess water for that. Uh, But the following year we start getting that dry spell again. Yeah. Then you eke out the the timing that you can water your lawn and then you start into that whole cycle again. Um, I think that's going to be more common than not. You know, we just got tons of rain, can't do anything with it, store as much as we can, get two years worth, and then we'll be drying out again. So... I think, you know, I mean, I I know I've been in this this uh, state all my life, but it's only sixty years, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and there's been changes, um, and a lot of years when when lawns did just fine. So I think it's something that you kind of have to to see. Uh, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be bad to wait, and it, you know, is your lawn just for aesthetics or is it for a purpose? I always like lawns that are for a purpose. Not just aesthetics, but it's nice to go out there and, with your bare feet and yes. stand on it or, or lay on it in the yes. shade and have a hot summer day. And, exactly. And I miss all that. Uh, but yeah. so you, you think the drought is going to be a normal cycle now? We're going to start seeing more and more drought? Yeah. I think what's going on is that, you know, we get day, deluges like this, and and as you notice, a lot of water districts are saying, yeah, but we had to let some water out because there's more coming. Um, that's super common. We did that in the 80s when we ran out um, because there's just so much capacity. Yes, they've built up the capacity throughout the whole state. They have more and more water that they're saving, you know, with a, with you know more areas that they're well, building more dams, higher dams. But there's still that potential um, that we will collect water for maybe a couple of years and then go through another seven or eight year drought, or nine year drought, like the last one was. Um, and it's just, we are consuming a lot more water than comes down. That's important to know. I think, though, if you do choose your lawn, I don't know what lawn you had in there before. Do you remember when you planted it originally? It came with a house, but it was a oh. nice lawn. It was a really nice, lush yeah, like one, and it's gone now. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's the point. Um, you know, as I say, Delta Bluegrass is one of those companies that really does specialize in fescue lawns. You can talk to them about how the lawn feels, how it survives drought, 
Um, and those are the ways that you can go about choosing what sod you want to put in because they are sod growers. Um, yeah, so they're they're really the experts that we always turn to when it comes to sod. I, you know, seeding your own, this doesn't always end up as even. Uh, you know, I would spend the extra bucks for a sod if you can anyway. Um, just make sure that you do all the conditioning that needs to be done um, before you lay down the sod. Yeah. Okay. Sound wisdom. Thank you very much. Appreciate You're very it. welcome. All right. Good luck. All right, everybody. Uh, 808 We're getting to that last 15 minutes of the show, which usually we get pounded with, with calls, but I'll take whatever I can get. <laughs> I, I don't have a call board today, so I don't know if there's calls waiting. I don't, you know, because that's why David comes in and tells me. And I'm on the telephone. I'm not on the Internet. We're talking about changing our Internet service. We're going to fix this. <laughs> and AT&T will leave gone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did give them a, a college try. Yes, I did. <laughs> Since last November, I have been dealing with this. It's, it's pretty weird. Um, so, yeah, so 808-5600 are the call-in numbers, 415-808-5600. And don't forget, I do have a website. Um, you notice some people uh, on the website, and you can subscribe. I don't have things that I'm sending out by email yet. I could, if you want me to. <laughs> you know, if there's new things that are going up on the website right now, I think I, I think I struggled with trying to put pictures of the orchid exhibition up on the website. Some pictures that I had taken when I was in San Francisco a couple of weeks ago at the orchid show. Um, just, oh, just the sales room uh, floor was incredible. Uh, I think I missed the opportunity to tell everybody about the Santa Barbara Orchid Show because that's this weekend, um, and that's always a very, very, very large show. But, of course, if you're not down there and you're transporting a whole carload of orchids back home, you know, that could be a little bit difficult. I don't know if there's time to take off and get there and come back right now, but (laughs) what if you're really into it? But they'll probably be closing it for, so it might be cutting it short if you're driving. Um, but yeah, so there's there's all sorts of things going on. We've got the um, events uh, that I have not, um, you know, called up, and you know, I haven't really done a lot of the public service announcement stuff that I was doing before, um, just because I've been working on getting guests. I'm working on a grape a grape professional coming in, um, hopefully pretty soon. Um, so I keep talking about that, going, oh, it was, Let's take that oh, last oh. break, shall we? Um, yeah. Oh, I forgot. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's take that last break, and then we'll, we'll we'll listen to you guys when we come back. Stacking Benjamins with Joe and his good friend OG not only has great financial insight, it's laid back with humor too. The quiet luxury trend is out and loud budgeting is in. Are we tired of the pet names? Yeah, because I'm loud and obnoxious, so this fits right in with me. I'm like, yes, finally budgeting for me. (laughs) I get to walk into a restaurant and go, I'm cheap as hell, and you're not getting a tip. Live from Doug's Budget. (laughs) Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. You're listening to Bob Tannum in the Garden on Talk Radio 560 KSFO. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> here we are on KSFO. Uh, this is Edie Tannum uh, for Bob Tannum in the Garden radio show that we do once a week from 9 to 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings, even 
Spring Forward Sunday today. And we have a call from Louise in Oakland. Good morning, Louise. Good morning. I have a problem with my um, mint that is growing from my neighbor's yard underneath my fence, and it loves my flower beds, so it just Mm. blossoms. What can I do to stop it? Well, I think the only, I I can't even imagine how to do this, but um, I think the answer would be to um, cut it all out, pull it all from your side, and try to put a root barrier down below the fence line, down into Uh the soil. I I know that's only going to be successful for just so long before mint finds another way around. Um, It is unfortunately one of those things. Does your neighbor... Love the mint, like the mint, harvest the mint. They, they probably don't even realize that it's there, so yeah. I hate to bother them because right. I do quite a bit. But with the mint okay. squirrels, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll try. What did you say to put down a root barrier? Yeah, it's basically a flat. Uh, I think they're made out of plastic. Usually, sometimes they're made out of metal that you can pound into the soil so that it will go straight down along that fence line deeper and and deeper than the fence because it's coming from underneath the fence and there's, you know, a lot of availability there because usually the fence does, you know, post. The post goes deep, but the fence, you know, um, flats don't go deep and the fence is is right on the surface of the ground. So that's where they're just like, oh, well, we'll just pop under here and go over here because it's better soil. And they that's like it. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll try right. that. Thank you very much. All right. Good luck. Thank you. All right. Uh, 808-5600 for the last few minutes. And I did want to pass along um, that I am working with New Beginnings. And uh, I'm working with Dave, the head gardener out there that uh, who, who was working with my dad for years. We're going to get some starts from Kawahara Nurseries coming up this week. And I'm really excited about that. Um, you know, just get a little start here, a little start there, so we can, uh, you know, get some gardening going out there. Uh, Dave's working on getting some seedlings started, and so spring is springing over there. They do need a new greenhouse, um, so if anybody is also looking for helping out my dad's uh, favorite place, that would be New Beginnings in Novato. And uh, yeah, they are. They should be collecting monies to go toward the greenhouse. And if you do make a donation, just put a put a thing, Bob Tanum Greenhouse, on there, and um, they'll put that money toward that uh, that new thing that they want to get out there. So that's going to be fun coming up this week. Um, and so, oh, oh, and and Dave's, um, you know, Dave is working very feverishly. They apparently have a, a constant supply of um, fish bits, you know, fish bits, lots and lots of fish bits. So they cook a lot of fish there, and the things that are left over, they can, uh, you know, collect. And so Dave takes these, and he digs them under um, a new row that he's going to be making for vegetables. And that stuff is incredible. I mean, fish it will deter gophers. So if you've got an area in your garden and you want to start something from scratch there or just get that stuff down there and you have a lot of problems with gophers, go ahead and bury some fish. I'm not kidding. It's incredible fertilizer, of course. Uh, Incredible. (laughs) There's nothing to stop fish. Um, And it also, the smell of it rotting in the ground where the gophers are, 
stops them from coming back. So I just wanted to put that out there. And, you know, you might have to do it a few every other year or every third year or something like that. Um, but, yeah, in the meantime, that stuff is incredible. So if you happen to know a good butcher. <laughs> All right, well, I passed that along, and that's coming up. And then um, Carol Har is giving us some plants. We're going to be really happy with that. And, uh, yeah, the Karahara Nursery is out of Morgan Hill. So if you're, you're asking your nurserymen to carry certain things, they did go into succulents really hard. And so if you want to start a succulent garden, like uh, we were talking about replacing the lawn or replanting it with something else, you know, it wouldn't be bad to put flowering succulents in there that are, um, you know, that are easy to grow and, uh, yeah, <laughs> not invasive. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 